welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Phil Vickery, MBE. He is the founder of Raging Bull. I'm going to peel off a little info from their site here, which you can find, by the way, ragingbull.co.uk. Men's and women's casual clothing and sportswear brought to you by rugby legend Phil Vickery, the Raging Bull, a quality British brand with a unique rugby heritage, available at House of Fraser, Debenhams and online for all the latest news, offers and new arrivals, visit www.ragingbull.co.uk. All right. So that interview with Phil to come, and I really enjoyed it. You might be pleased to know that Phil does most, if not all the talking on this one. He is very open, and as we allude to in the interview about his time on MasterChef, which he won, by the way, it's not always what you see is what you get. There's a very tender side to Phil, and I think you'll appreciate how how deep we get on this one. But before we get to Phil, don't forget to check out the show notes at Menswear Style. Menswearstyle.co.uk is the place to go, and on the social at Menswear Style, all the latest fashion news. We even have a competition running where you can win a voucher to spend £250 at Raging Bull. So that is an absolute must for you to check out. And if you want to tell us about your brand and your journey, if you want to be on the show, you can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay. Wow. All right, let's get to it. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it. Here is our interview with Phil Vickery, MBE, founder of Raging Bull. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce Phil Vickery, MBE, to the podcast, founder of Raging Bull. How are we doing today, Phil? Well, I'm very well, thank you. Not bad at all down here in glorious Gloucestershire. So there's a lot worse places I could be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Phil, perhaps for the uninitiated, perhaps give yeah. us a thumbnail sketch of you, who it is and what it is you do. Um, that's a very easy question. I'm not quite sure that the answer is quite uh, so quick and simple, but I, um, I'm probably best known for playing rugby for England. Um, I played uh, 73 times uh, for my country and played three Rugby World Cups. I became a Rugby World Cup winner in 2003. I captained England England to the final in 2007, which we lost, um, which is a shame. Uh, British and Irish Lions uh, played 11 years of rugby at uh, Gloucester Rugby and then played five years at London Wasps. Um, Yeah, so that was my life there. I founded a uh, brand, a sports brand, originally back in, well, it would have been 2001, the initial ideas of it, but launched properly 2003 called Raging Bull, because that was my nickname on uh, on the rugby field. And that actually started from when I first sort of broke on the scene, so shall we say, from that uh, first team rugby member at, at Gloucester to suddenly being selected on it. It was, I think it was an England Select 15, and I was selected to play against a, a New Zealand touring team. And the guy who was opposite me was a guy called Mark Allen, and they called him the Bull because he was from Taranaki and a bit of a tough a tough boy from from from, from New Zealand. And the question was asked to Sir Clive Woodward, that is now, how's the, the young Cornish boy? Because I originally grew up on the family farm down in Cornwall. How's the farmer boy going to get on against the bull? And he said, we've got our own bull, the raging bull. 
And to, to cut a long story short, I was always pretty lively. Uh, a little bit of a Springer Spaniel, never never shy of taking uh, a, a step forward. Incredibly proud of where I came from. And then the Raging Bull um, sort of stuck from there and the way I played. And and then I decided to leading on to your thing about question about Raging Bull, my, my brand, which I started. And now we, uh, you know, we retail up and down the country with our key partners uh, online, um, our outlets. So it's kind of, don't really know if it answers your question. Yeah. But it, kind of, it, it, it kind of I'm known for a few things, but then of course I won I won Celebrity Master Chef as well, and, and probably you sure of, did. All th- of all things, people probably know me best or know. Well, actually, in, the interesting one about the Master Chef. So, so to take it back, I know I'm not letting you ask any questions, but the interesting one when I did the Master Chef, I think people's perception of me is Phil Vickery, Raging Bull, you know, blood, sweat and tears. You know, I've got, I'll fight you to death tattooed on my arm and British Bulldog here, I'm proud, of Cornish farmer. Go on, get after it, passionate. And suddenly on the MasterChef, they saw probably me for, like my, my, like my family and friends see me. I'm actually quite quietly spoken. I'm a bit of a gentle giant. And then suddenly you see this great big Hulk um, kind of playing around with food and, making delicate dishes and having a real, and I, and I think the lovely thing is people fell in love with me on the show for, because they saw me as me. And actually I was allowed to be me too. And, and I'm incredibly passionate about food because the farmer in me, uh, growing up family farm, farming food, rugby, very strong connection from the rural communities with, with rugby and sport. So it's kind of a real passion of mine. And I think, to lead into talking about Raging Bull and, you know, why, I think one of my biggest frustrations being a bigger guy was I used to have to go to the shop and I, and I, and I, and I couldn't, I just could not look at brands. Brands meant nothing to me. I had the first thing I looked at when I went into the store, I can picture it now, going into the store and all I had to look at was waist size because if it wasn't 38, it didn't matter what the brand was. It, did, it had no, it had no bearing, no meaning to me. And I think that was a frustration of mine. That why? Because I don't consider myself to be, you know, a weirdo or a, you know, a freaky, a freaky person or a freaky size. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm big, but I'm not like, you know, silly or anything. So I kind of went about trying to change the the, the mentality of it, and also just because I'm big, I don't have to wear. You know, great big, um, you know, like bed sheets, which aren't made very well and got no tailoring at all. So I was a little bit of a mission. I'm, I'm not an angry man, although I might sound it sometimes, but I kind of, my mission was to want to dress people, but make people feel valued with a good product, which has been made well, which has been thought about. I mean, we're not high fashion. We're not fashion. We're you know we're life we're a lifestyle brand. But just because we're lifestyle doesn't mean we have to be, uh, you know, a poor brand or, or 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 something which is not offering value for money. I mean, we're we're a challenger brand. I mean, you know, we sit in House of Phrase with Tommy and Gant and those guys are all amazing brands, and we we sit underneath. I think we challenge certainly um, uh, the bigger brands as far as quality and uh, what we're about and the price point which i think is giving people real value and, and for me that is what i'm about you know that's 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 what i 
try to build the business on and and also you know to grow a lot organically you know i haven't had massive checkbooks or, or or gazillions of pounds of marketing it's been very much slowly 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 and, and building and actually taking people with me and, and, and learning and got such an amazing um you know fan base and people you know our customers are just they're a very very loyal bunch and i think if you keep if i had to say one little critique perhaps of some other people who may be struggling and have been struggling for a while listen to your customers girls and boys value your customers uh, make them understand what it is you're, you're, you're trying to do because you're listening to what they're doing you're taking them with you you're not you're not talking at them you're talking with them planning with them and listening you know customer service we talk about you know covid now has imp- impacted the business it's been well, it's been dreadful you know there's no point in me sitting here and saying anything different you know it's been dreadful but actually what what has covid thrown up for me as as the founder of the business i mean i'm not day to day um i'm on email i see what's going on i know what's going on i'm part of strategy uh, i go in and i can be bad cop good cop so a bit of light and shade and, and, and give some oomph to the job sometimes when you know things get a little bit stale but what it has thrown up this whole covid scenario is to me is your people the value in the people the girls and boys within your business and finding out who those characters are. And you see, I get really passionate about this because it's a bit the same as, as, as being on the rugby field in that team sport. Do you know what? You can sit in the meetings in front of the coaches, in front of the bosses, and you can look amazing. And you can tick all the boxes and you can have your hair done. You can look super smart and everyone thinks you're brilliant. But now we've crossed over the whitewash. And do you know what? The weather's not great. The wind's blowing a bit. And, and there's a bit of a, there's a sleet snowstorm just come in and it's coming in sideways. <laughs> and you know, it, it's very cold and it's very bitter. And suddenly your game plan has been completely turned upside down. And it's about now, so I'm, I'm talking with my rugby head on, but thinking about my business, who's digging in here and who's really showing their true colours? What does that badge mean to you? What does this raging bull? What 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 do the people around you mean? And that you see, I know I'm a deep soul, but that has meant an awful lot to me, and I find that a really interesting uh, process, and and I've enjoyed it. I've got some of the most amazing people. And going back to what we were talking about before about this thing about not being perfect, it's not about trying to be perfect. It's about finding good people who are doing things for the right reasons with the right attitude. And do you know what? I have got heaps of those girls and boys in the business and I have never, ever been prouder of, of, of my team at Raging Bull and my brand. Excellent. I know I haven't answered any single question that you asked. <laughs> I, think I think you've actually answered all the ones I had written down, which is just perfect. So that was Phil Vickery, everyone. Thanks, sir. <laughs> well, listen, I was just dialing back to when you, when you launched the brand. Uh, Raging Bull, yeah. when I looked it up online, also the brand, by the way, ragingbull.co.uk, how how was the initial steps like the design process even getting the name so i imagine raging bull was a domain name must have been a was it available yeah, i i had some some issues from some some bigger corporates that might sound a little bit like um raging bull that when i become and got a, a slightly better known uh, became um a problem and made life a bit difficult for me but i stood my ground and 
everything it's, it's not a made-up story i haven't spent a million quid on trying to make something up this happened yeah. and uh so that was fine but, but i think initially it, it's scary um you start your own brand and it's like oh you know it's a bit like when you start playing rugby who do you want to be known as who, what do you, who do you want to be like don't be like anybody thanks i want to be like us this is what we're about this is and obviously the sports where side of things and being involved in rugby was a natural one but then the realization very early on if you could use imagine now if you're sat and if you go to sports grounds or matches or whatever it is you're interested in when you sit in the stand have a look around and particularly at rugby you've got a whole cross section where you've got you've got young young youngsters you've got brothers sisters aunties uncles grandparents families boys day out girls day out there's a whole cross section of, of, of everyone who just love you know I love rugby. I'm passionate about rugby, but I also, there's more to life as well than rugby. And I just love the fact that a sport brings so many different people together in just wanting to celebrate a game. And I think my ambition as far as brand and then it was kind of right, I need to be, this. these are my people. I talk, I talk about them as my people and I don't mean that, you know, I said, you know, my people fills people. And then the scary bit about going, yeah, lifestyle, you know, how, how can we, and, and also sticking, you know, one of our, my big things and, and still is, you know, we go up to 6XL across the range and I'm not 6XL, I'm not this one, uh, I'm actually XL. But my point is I want to make sure I keep looking after the roots and going back to the fundamental basics and why this started was to make sure I serve my people and that's all shapes and sizes. And do you know what, whether you like it or dislike it, I celebrate that. So how do we look after them? And I think initially, like 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 everyone, you you have a you you have an element of people who go, God, well done, Phil. Do you know, that's awesome. I'm with you, buddy. I'm going to support you, and and well, you know, anything I can do, please let me know. And then you always get the element of people who actually, you know, can't you almost want you to fail. Yeah. You know, can't do this, can't do that. Well, I remember being told. So I grew up on a little tiny farm in Kilcampton in North Cornwall, where nothing happens down the end of a farm lane, which is a mile long. I remember falling in love with rugby. I remember being 13, 14 years old, went to a comprehensive school, and all I kept saying, people kept telling me, oh, you'll never do anything filled with rugby. You don't want to be messing around with that silly old game. You know, what's all this about? People at Butte Rugby Club encouraged me and welcomed me and made me feel valued. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I remember going on my school's trials and going up against all the big schools and what I call the posh schools, and, you know, there's Budhaven Comprehensive, never looked brilliant on the old, on the old thing, you know. And I got and I actually played for England at under sixteen level, which is unusual for, for for at that age group. And then I moved on, and then I played for England Colts, and I played for the under twenty ones, and then I did. So don't don't tell me you can't do something because you bloody well can. And I think I use that mentality, particularly with my business starting with, with Raging Bull, because you can do it. And people said you couldn't do it. And I remember I remember going to see people with, you know, a storyboard and, you know, it's what we're doing. And half of it wasn't true. But as, as in, we didn't have half the, the amount of kit or the you know, amount of SKUs and shirts, but we kept going and kept going and slowly independence built up. And then I remember going to see House of Fraser and for about six years, go away, come back, love your story, come back, come back. Then you get given an opportunity. 
and then one store turns to three, six, nine, and that 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 happened. And yes, blood, sweat, and tears, and lots of ups and downs, and highs and lows. But you can you can do it. You can achieve. And even open up now is the right time to say. But even now, I mean, yes, you know, our outlet stores actually are coming back online and, and really performing for us again. The high street and 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 looking at what's happening, particularly our house of Fraser. You know, we're back trading again and, and, and numbers are coming through well. Our online presence, although we're not huge online, numbers have been really, really good. And actually now we're beginning to start talking about, well, there are no illusions to how difficult the world is out there, but actually now we're beginning in the business already talking about things which we completely canned. So looking at our innovation, uh, you know, looking at, uh, you know, which next levels, how we're going to layer on, whether that's innovation through um, garments and looking at new, uh, styles and just how we're adding value to what we've already got but at the same time looking for new opportunities and you know going back to that ambitious you know Phil raging bull can do attitude because actually you know there, there are opportunities out there now the, the, the high street in the world is changing significantly we know that should we really be shocked? Are there any real long, you know, signs that weren't there before? No, it's just been accelerated, which is scary. But it's just, I go back to the basics of it. It's just being positive about it and actually embracing that and going with it. And I want to be at the forefront of, of whatever the future holds. Yeah. Phil, just going back to what you were saying about how people are constantly or were constantly saying, look, this can't be done. This is going to be tricky. Mm. Giving you all these red flags. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you you really thrive on being the underdog, and do you feel yeah. like this uh, this comes from a place where if people were around you saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, this looks great, this definitely can be done," yeah, go for it, and it, do you feel like it almost has the reverse effect if everybody's molly cuddling you and telling you great things as opposed to saying, "Nah, this isn't yeah. for you, pal." <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think there's a, there's an edge. It's not. I tend to. I am very. I am. Uh, you know it's in me that I I've always been very right go and get it because I think potentially where I grew up nothing happens by luck because you just get forgotten about you know you just you've got to go and find it because it's not there and and I think you've got to have that drive within you now with that drive comes the downside so you know the emotion that you know I'm so proud and I get so uh, into it that like it hurts you know and, 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 and when things hurt is it, it you know it does get you but that's a that's you know that's a positive that's a, that's a positive you know and, and I, I'm not saying my way is the, the, the right way but if it you know if your job doesn't really mean anything to you and you're just ticking the boxes and I strongly advise you to go and find something which does light your fire because I think if you took that away from you or took that away from me. What what are you left with? I'm I'm just I'm just a nobody. And and I think one of the greatest um, things for me going back to my rugby career, if if you took the so going back to my thing about being perfect, if I was perfect, you've lost half of me before you even get going because I'm edgy. I'm not afraid to call it. I will. I I, I I'm not afraid of being naughty. You know, so I, I'm not afraid of getting stuck in or, or doing things perhaps you shouldn't do, and you know, no one, no one would get past me. So it's it that spirit and that desire and that will and that passion. Yes, I've learned to mould it. Yes, I've learned to hold my tongue. 
yes, I've learned to let people speak and to take people's view on board. No one's got a bigger heart than me, Sunshine, let me tell you. It, it's a great big thumper in there. And he gets hurt sometimes, but um, I'm I'm giving, I'm loving, uh, and I think people people feel that. And then I think if people feel an an affiliation or feel a, a, an authentic, real person, then they're with you, and you've you've got a chance. You know, you've got a chance. And I've met some amazing people through the years. But it's a, you know, it's a classic. I wish I wish I could have met some of the people I know now, ten or twelve years ago. But then actually, that's a silly thing to say because you wouldn't have done what you did, but then you wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be where I am today. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you can't be like that. I just, I'm just lucky. I, and, and the retail world, you know, it, for all its ups and downs, God, they're a proud bunch, you know, very passionate, care deeply about what it is they do. Um, very people orientated and, and and wanting and sell and you know get on in the world enjoy yourselves work hard but play hard and you know I really really enjoy that I think it's it's something which is I feel very very privileged to be part of and going back to say your time playing rugby did you find that other players and your friends and your colleagues around you had the same issues with getting clothes that would fit them so you're saying, um, did you have to have a lot of your clothes tailored? And was this like a continuing frustration that you were seeing around you as well? Yeah, I think um, as you just, you know, I know a lot of people used to snigger at me about it. And uh, I don't think for some lads, it was such an issue, perhaps for the really big tall guys. But all, all you did was you just got extra sizes. It didn't actually fit. No clothes actually fitted you. It just, you just, you just make it big enough. Um but I also, I didn't want the big sizes to just define my brand either. I don't see that as, you know, like big, just just big and tall. If it was just big and tall, no, 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 we're, we're a fashion brand, but we actually look after, you know. So so let's, you know, let's be honest now. So, so if we had to be honest, I don't want to upset anyone who might be listening to this, or you can certainly cut this out, and this is not meant to offend anybody. When we talk about human figure and what real people look like, I could quite easily question some of the fashion labels, what they consider to be a normal size. And I'm not afraid to say we look after what I call normal size people, not a made up size, which is just, I don't believe is healthy for anybody or anyone who's out there in the world. And I'm not talking about um uh or vilifying anyone but i just think we'd sometimes just take a step back and, and realize what it is we're looking to service now, i know that sounds quite deep and i don't want to upset anybody but i just think we just need to be realistic and actually uh, you know we service our people and going back to my original point so if you you could imagine i'll, I'll, I'll tell you this story and you don't have to keep it in I'm from, a, so I said to you, I'm from a little tiny village. It, get, it upsets. I'm 44 years old, right? And it still upsets me. I went to Butehaven Comprehensive my first day at big school. And it was, a, and for people who listen to this, I go, oh, you yeah, know, whatever, big school. It was a massive deal going to big school for me, coming from that little village school. The teacher, my first form, um, it was 1 0, um, walked in the classroom, and the teacher said to me, Vickery, you fat waste of space, was his first words he said to me nice so, <laughs> Welcome. so but 
but I, I, I'm sure it didn't help because my brother was a couple of years older than me and it was a bit of a tearaway and I'm sure he had a, perhaps had a, an influence from him. But I just thought to myself now, so I'm 44 years old and I'm talking about something which happened to me when I was 11 mm. and that still sits with me. And if I ever spoke to anybody like that without knowing them or even if I did know them, even joking, I just think that's a tra- tra- travesty. I just think it's, it, it just makes me feel repulsive. Yeah. Well, actually, what that did for me was was set me and make me treat people properly. Rugby was the first sport that, because I was a big guy and I was and I was big and I'm proud of being bigger than I'm big man. Mister Opie, my PE teacher, and I'm getting deep with you, so I appreciate that. Was yeah. for the first time welcome, come in, come and play rugby because I've never played rugby, which is unusual because now you all play sport from three, four, five years old. Don't worry, I'll help you. Uh, just come and join in. I was like, wow. And he did. Mr. Opie taught, taught me and encouraged me. I went to Butte Rugby Club. And the first, it wasn't, oh, you know, you're big and fat and unfair. It was welcome. Come in. Have you got boots? Yeah, oh, don't worry. Come and join in with the boys training. We'll help you. We'll encourage you. Wow. Mm. And suddenly a year. Now, so this is what sport is. Forget the elite pro sport. So I keep telling people, everyone goes on about elite pro sport. Absolute bollocks to that. Talking about sport now, this is what sport should do and is doing. Went to be a rugby club. Wow, welcome, good to see you. Sense of pride, where I came from, sense of belonging, support my local town. Amazing, this is going to be brilliant. Then suddenly you get going, it's like, Phil, oh, we want Phil in the team. He's good. He's a big chubby kid. Suddenly people want you in their team. Feel, you know, feel, feel amazing. And then it just it went from there, and I and I just think I know I, I I go off on different tangents, but my point is that there are lots of little moments through my little life of where I've come from that still have a huge impact on the way that I think, and certainly within within the raging bull business and what we are, we're a lifestyle brand, but we look after everybody because we are all the same. And going back to my point about what perfect size is and being perfect, there's no such thing as perfect. Let's celebrate who we are. And let's give people good clothes that are, I believe are great value. It's a, it's a great product. It, it looks after itself. And we listen to our people. We celebrate our people within the business because we celebrate the people outside of our business. And we've been very lucky to, to have grown a, a, a really cool brand, which I'm very lucky to have founded. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of the brand, Phil. I really, I say this a lot of the time on the podcast that people will know, but I love a brand with a journey. I like yep. seeing the seeds of where it can come from because I think that's something you can latch onto. And ultimately, I like telling people when I'm wearing the clothes why I'm wearing them. And I think, you know, what you wear is a big communication between yourself and somebody else. And if you're just wearing something for the sake of it, then it doesn't really say anything about you. But if you're saying something about what the, the journey of the brand is, and then you can parlay that onto somebody else, that's, uh, that's a big green tick for me. And uh, I think congratulations, mate. You've got a great brand on your hands. And uh, I encourage everyone to check it out. It's ragingbull.co.uk. And Phil, I can't let you go without saying another sidebar of a thank you, because I remember vividly when we did win the World Cup, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was working in a market pub and I was behind the bar, and of course, of it being in Australia, yeah, um, you know, it's the crack of F around in the UK time. So I remember it being a complete day of joy. It wasn't something that happened at 7 p.m. in the evening for us. It was something that we opened up the bars, especially, and it was a big rugby pub. 
so not you know we had a couple of people in for the listen let let me tell let let me tell you the the experience of 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 that and what it meant to me and uh my family my friends and I've, i've already told you a little bit about my background where i come from and what what happened was just truly the most incredible experience and the best bit of you know the game and the rugby actually was great but it it that wasn't the the bit for me it was coming home and being able to celebrate with all you girls and boys and where that be the open top bus tour the various different events the, you know buckingham palace going to number 10 the different shows the dinners the, the it was just a magical experience i still get people will stop me today and they'll just say the 20 oh, I've, had it, I've, i've had it not long ago in london walking down the street and a black cab screeches up cabby gets out walks over to me shakes my hand and just says 22nd of november 2003 was the greatest day of my life thank you yeah. just walks back gets back in his car and drives off <laughs> you know and that's that's the privilege of, of you know people will tell you where they were or who they were with what they were drinking what the color of their shirt was and that's the privilege of being able to affect people's lives like that and and the joy of that moment and you know next time round you know it's a 20 that's 20 years that next cycle in France is 20 years ah. ago you know wow. and I, i just you know magical and even and this is one i always tell people i was with martin johnson a couple of weeks ago he came to to Cheltenham for me um, i did an evening with and as soon as i saw him the hairs on the back of my neck stand up <laughs> fantastic not, and, and not not cause you, not because you want it to uh-huh. not but just straight away straight away the hairs in the back of your neck stand up because it happens whenever i see any of the the the, the old three boys because you you did something so special together that you will never be forgotten and it just it just makes you it just honestly it's just the most magical feeling so thank you because ultimately what makes it special for us is the fans and i think particularly at the moment when you look at all the sporting events going on without the fans mm-hmm. you know those poor aston villa fans you know from from last night oh, yeah. before, you know imagine that stadium you know and i think it's made people realize just how important it's the whole bit of sport is and that goes back to and i tell you when i retire I'm, i'm rambling on a bit now when i retired of all the things i remember some great quotes from people and some like Ian McGeek and all all great legends of the game which was which was amazing which was absolutely brilliant but I'll tell you the best ones were letters that I received from rugby fans and mums and dads that said thank you Phil I remember you won't remember this but you signed my son's shirt or rugby ball or you came to see us and got a photo and that and that the impact that had on that child or that family was far greater than you ever really gave it credit for and i think that's the privilege of of doing what we did is is being able to touch and make a difference to so many people's lives and that and that ultimately is an is an honor and a privilege to have done it so Thank oh, you. Man. No, listen, I I wish I was still in touch with a handful of the regulars that came into that pub at that time because they wouldn't believe uh, I'm talking to you today. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'd want to tell you all about that day when you were yeah. that well, was a, that was a crazy day in Huntington Town, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crazy. And uh, Phil, I want to be respectful of your time. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing those stories and best of luck with the brand and and everything else in between. Cheers. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. 
Well, how about that? Phil, what a nice guy. <laughs> it was great, actually. Just as I'm recording this, he sent me a follow-up email saying how nice it was to chat, and this is his personal email, etc. Phil and I are officially mates. I love that. I should have asked him what he thought of Raging Bull the movie. Damn. Oh, well, look, I've got his, I've got his personal email. I can ask him any time I want. Anyway, make sure you're supporting the good guys. Head over to ragingbull.co.uk and treat yourself or your loved ones. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, leave a review. It does help out egos. And until next time. <laughs>